So if we close these kinds of facilities, I think that money can be reallocated to the equity and equality of education. I think that money can go to fund an extra curriculum. prison abolition and mass incarceration, a local case study in the heart of St. Louis, Missouri has been brewing for years and just this year made national news. The clip you just heard was a speech by a young man from East St. Louis during a community protest to close down what is known as the city's workhouse. That was in June 2020. Now, deep into COVID-19, the movement has grown to the inside and is actively developing. This February and April, over 100 people jailed in the city's justice center downtown staged a protest by breaking out of their cells and moving to the windows where people on the outside could see them. Their actions received praise from activists and scorn from other community members. What led to the February 7th and April 5th protests by those jailed downtown? Why is there an outcry to close the workhouse up north? And how do they reflect the greater systemic injustice of our country? Let's find out. Before we get into the history of St. Louis jails, it is important to pause here and remember a few things about jail and constitutional rights. A person arrested is innocent until proven guilty. While they may serve time in jail until their trial, they are not to be incarcerated as prisoners. Under the 4th, 8th, and 15th Amendments of the Constitution, citizens have the right to a quick and speedy trial, due process of law, and no cruel or unusual punishment. Under the Missouri Constitution, citizens also have these rights. 
Specific language states that citizens of Missouri are all equal, having the rights of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and enjoyment of their work. Regarding the protection of individual rights, the Constitution states, when government does not confer the security, it fails in its chief design. And now to the jails. St. Louis City has two detention centers for adults. The St. Louis City Justice Center on Tucker Boulevard downtown and the medium security institution known more commonly as the Workhouse in North City. As of April 2021, these jails hold 952 people. Both men and women are housed there, and depending on the situation, juveniles can also be held at either. Both facilities, of course, play a role in the city's justice system, housing mainly those awaiting trial, but also those serving under a year sentence. The St. Louis City Justice Center was built in 2002, and it currently holds 615 people. The workhouse, on the other hand, was built in 1996. It currently holds about 337 people, and is so named due to those being jailed being able to achieve bail through labor if they could not pay. The name, while now inaccurate to how the bail system works, stuck. Interestingly enough, the facilities are at their lowest number of people jailed compared to the prior 10 years. 952 people used to look like upwards of 1,900 people. While the trend has been fewer people jailed, likely due to rise in activist efforts, COVID-19 has also had an impact. In 2019, over 1,000 people were jailed. In 2020, those numbers dropped by 400 people. The reason for this is not entirely clear, but it is likely that some people were allowed bail due to the jails moving towards capacity in a pandemic. Both facilities have come under extensive scrutiny from the community in the last few years. Nonprofit groups such as Arch City Defenders, The Bail Project, and Action St. Louis have come to call on closing the workhouse facility through the Close the Workhouse campaign. As mentioned, St. Louis City jails have recently made national news and continue to be a discussion throughout the area. The demographics data are unsettling and reflect national trends of who is put in jail and prison. The people jailed are mainly young, unemployed Black men. St. Louis City's 2018 census showed that the largest racial groups living in the city are African Americans at 45.3%, followed by whites at 44.1%. Those jails are 87% African American and about 13% white. While being about half of the population, African Americans make up almost 90% of the two jail populations. Let that sink in. Further, 95% of those jailed are men. 65% of people jailed are under the age of 35, and 72% of those people report being unemployed. St. Louis jails are a reflection of what media, like the documentary 13th, point out. There is a disease in our justice system and greater society. Racism and classism haunt St. Louis. Through historical and present divides in the city and county, the infamous Del Mar Divide, the inequitable distribution of school funding and resources, the list simply just goes on. Brian Stevenson, social justice defense lawyer and author of Just Mercy, puts it like this. Ultimately, you judge the character of a society not by how they treat the rich and the powerful and the privileged, but by how we treat the poor, the condemned, the incarcerated, because it's in that nexus that we truly begin to understand truly profound things about who we are.
Red flags of the jails include complaints about the physical conditions, such as overheating or cooling, mold, illness, lack of mental health services, rodent and insect infestations, and verbal and physical abuse. While no one should be treated poorly in this way, it says a lot about the culture of what we think of people who enter jails but haven't even had a trial or been yet convicted. In contrast, the city government has historically claimed that the facilities are up-to-date and standard. There is sufficient data, however, to at minimum question how those jailed are treated, especially when no one is looking. In the past few years, Arch City Defenders, a nonprofit legal aid group, has shed light into life inside these facilities. Here is the experience of Anthony Tillman, who is currently jailed at the St. Louis City Justice Center, as recorded by Arch City Defenders in March of 2021. You know, this is one of the nurses that told me um, that she. They, can, they don't help me here to uh, bathe because it's not a, a long-term care facility, you know. So, and, you know, so I'm still not getting help with bathing. You know, I haven't had a shower since I got arrested October 5th. It's just, it's not right. It's inhumane to let, let somebody in a wheelchair suffer like this. I had, I had home health care when I was at home, so this is what we're trying to, the judge knows, hey, this guy needs to, you know, get back out so he can have his home health care, you know, help me bathe and groom and get dressed and all of that. It's hard trying to do that on your own when you paralyze, you know? As he mentioned, Mr. Tillman was stripped of the support he needed, as well as basic human dignity. Arch City Defenders represented him and were able to get financial compensation but it is key to remember that standard, humane care required a lawsuit, publicity, and exposure of the facility. This kind of abuse appears to be common in these facilities and has only been further unveiled as the pandemic has progressed. As COVID-19 has spread throughout the country, those in St. Louis City jails are facing the pandemic unprotected and behind bars. Although I cannot speak to the specific realities of those in jail, Those who work there, as well as those who are jailed there, are vocalizing safety violations. People are exposed to the virus without the same protections of those on the outside, all while waiting for a trial. The following clip is from a detainee at the Medium Security Institution, a.k.a. the Workhouse, from this year. You know, we did uh, a number of things. We deal with poor and unfair conditions of the building and you know, maintenance and things of that nature. We uh, have major health concerns. They just throw people in, in, in the pod with us that has corona. Even right now at the workhouse, they have us mixed up inside a pod with people that has tested positive for corona. Um, they also have people that hasn't been tested at all and people that, that have negative tests of corona. You know what I'm saying? I've never had symptoms or anything and I, I asked them to get me away from that pod, even back at the justice center. Now we're at the workhouse and it's still going on. You know, um, they, they they abuse their use of, of the mace, you know, and they use it for, for any and everything. You know, they, they threaten to spray us in our mouth and just for us giving our opinion on something, you know, and, and the blatant disrespect every day from, from guards. And, you know, it, it does nothing but 
This all leads up to why those detained in St. Louis City jails have been starting uprisings and why the greater community is protesting for the closure of the workhouse. These facilities are not safe, nor are they humane. A former employee of the city, who has since resigned, puts her experience working there like this. I was a case manager at both City Jail and Workhouse, and I resigned in July due to the conditions of the jail and not taking actions for COVID, which they put myself in at risk when I was teaching a class. It took the detainees to tell me that the guy that was in my class uh, was back in the unit being uh, because of COVID. And the same unit that other clients were they have taken no steps. It, it's a joke. Administration doesn't care. And when you state them, they attempt to target you. I have never in my life seen so much inhumane treatment. Also, um, the superintendent at the workhouse tell the CEO how to beat and hit a detainee. They, I have never seen inmates being cursed at and all kinds of things. I tried to report it. Um, I went up the chain, um, and I was a target, but they didn't know that I had resigned already because it was Not only are those jailed speaking up, but also some of those who are employed. The story here is developing. While efforts move towards success in closing or reforming these facilities, the daily struggles of those jailed are continued. The requests of those jailed have been recorded as such. One, elimination of cash bail, and two, access to trials within a reasonable amount of time. The main way to get out of jail pre-trial is through cash bail. This means that a detainee or person willing to has to pay a fee to avoid spending pre-trial in jail. Cash bail is a heavy burden on those jailed. It separates people based on class and ability to shell out money to essentially avoid abuse and poor health conditions. A complication of cash bail is lengthy trial wait times. KSDK, a local St. Louis news station, reports that cases are backlogged in the circuit court. It is so bad that this year, former mayor Lida Krusen created a task force to look into why there's such a backlog. There's no perfect answer to why this is happening. The system simply is not working to provide justice. Rather, it is taking its own citizens, putting them in awful conditions, and then forcing them to wait long periods of time simply because they can't afford bail. This is not justice. This is abuse. This is how we treat the condemned, the incarcerated. And truly, truly, it says something about who we are. Hi, my name is Paige Wasco, and you just listened to Justice in the City. I created this podcast for my rhetoric of incarceration class in spring 2021 at Coe College. 
Thanks for listening. The audio used in this podcast comes from News 24-7, a YouTube channel, for the intro clip, and the rest of the audio comes from Arch City Defenders. You can visit them at archcitydefenders.org online. Thank you.